What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema, a movie podcast, where our motto is, we just hope it doesn't suck. And this is episode 312, broken up into two parts, A and B. A, B. Thank you. 312A, posting on ah. January 10th, will be a discussion on Whitney Houston, I Want to Dance with Somebody. And 312B, posting on yeah. January 13th, will be a discussion on White Noise from Netflix. I am one of your hosts, Grayson I am every woman, Maxwell. Joining yes. me as he does every week yes. is my co-host, Roger. Why does it hurt so bad, Stillian? And our lovely perma guest, you give good love, Bon. Chris, you true. give good love, Bon. This is true. I'm a giver. <laughs> I figured you guys would like the name I chose for myself. I'm every woman. I mean, Perfect. it just makes sense. You know what that just made me think of? What's that? Remember in the second American Pie movie where um, Stifler answers the phone? He's like, Stifler's, house of, or Stifler's Palace of Love. Then he stops and goes, straight love. <laughs> <laughs> he stops himself and says, straight love. I need to watch those movies again. Those are good. Those really are so time. good. So inappropriate and still. They would. Those are matters. examples. Roger, we talk about movies about or scripts that would never be able to exist today. Oh, That's yeah. those like first three absolutely could not exist. Like they would just not get made today. So I had a friend, my best friend growing up, he, he watched the three first three American Pie movies ad nauseum all the time. Just had them running on, on a loop. So like it kind of burnt me out on them. And I had another friend who was just a carbon cop- copy of Mike Stifler. Steve Stifler. Steve Stifler. Steve Stifler just through and through. Just ki- kind of killed it for a little bit for me. But I haven't talked to that friend in years. And <laughs> so you're then, not friends anymore. Yes, gotcha. yes, we're not friends anymore. And then I haven't wa- seen an ounce of the films in a long time. So I think I might I want to watch those again now. I want to chuckle. Well, you will find – I think you'll find when you watch them again, you're pleasantly surprised how well they age. Well, they're still clever. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing is that they, they were never not clever. It's just inappropriateness is is a little insane. But it works though. And they I've seen them recently. I, I didn't go past three though or all the – there's like 17 you know, band camps, band no, camp those, movies. Those aren't no, real yeah. to me. No, no, it's just the first three and then the fourth one. I remember what was, was that? What was it? What was American Pie 4? American Reunion or something? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember watching like, like the first Bandcamp movie that they made, and I was like, "This is not the same." Boo! Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they, they still make money, or they wouldn't keep making them. So obviously, in some market, they're making money somewhere. This is a fucking fallacy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, how are we? What, how was your week? The first hey. week of January, officially. Officially, um, my week was fine. Uh, busy stuff going on. Um, had some family stuff come up, so. My daughter had her first big swim meet this weekend too, which is kind of cool. How'd, she, How'd do? she do? She did all right. So she's she's had this like summer swim team, and she's she's has always gotten a ribbon because she's always placed like first or second in all of her races. This is, but that was it's like local kids. This is like this teams, is like we're going up a level. from Columbus and all this other stuff. And uh, she uh, she did not she did not place well, but she has like registered times now and stuff. And she had a great time. She had good, a blast. Good. So. so yeah, sometimes when kids don't get things like that, they kind of like yeah. uh but hey, she understood what she needs yep. to do and yeah. And was she in like swim shape? Yeah. Oh, because I yeah. you know, because it's not the summer here yeah. anymore. She's been so. doing she's been doing uh swim uh, like swimming lessons at the YMCA. Oh, okay, I got like you. That. So she's so, uh, yep. she was used to Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was really well, cool. Because I mean look, yeah, you might whip ass all over summer, you know, mm-hmm. four months later you ain't swim and yeah. it's the beginning of January <laughs> and you're like, Oh, maybe I didn't yeah. go so hot today. No, it, it was really cool. And she was really thriving when she wasn't swimming and all of her little friends had their Pokemon cards and she had hers and she was just giddy. 
like being a seven-year-old girl. So uh, little kids. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was really cool. It was a cool experience. Can you imagine, Roger, can you imagine going back to like that age, but the brain you have now? Can you imagine? You would rule the world. Yeah, yeah, 100% you'd rule the world. Like I would – if I can – I would just be rich. <laughs> I would – if I can go back to that – those those ages, like back to that time with my brain now, I'd be like, mom, shut, shut up. Mom, stop. Dad, stop talking. Why is the first two people you're attacking are your mom and your dad? <laughs> because I'm going to say, mom, I don't, I don't care what you're saying to me. Every penny we have, put it in Google, put it in Apple. I, I, don't, I don't care what you're doing right now. It doesn't matter. Put it in Google, put it in Apple. All the stock right now. For a week if you just do this for me. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I would definitely rule the world. So how much stuff I wouldn't do. I wouldn't – if it didn't contribute to keeping me alive or clothe me, I wouldn't spend a dime on anything. That's Grace what I wouldn't do. Gone homeless. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I know the future. I live in a tent. But the, the, <laughs> the amount of money I spent on the stupidest stuff, like just stuff I never touched more than once, never took out of the package, it just it astounds yeah, me. Yeah, but you can argue that, you know, that those decisions and the way you interacted with your life then is what made you the person you are now. So, you Which is be... why he wants to change it all. Oh, okay. No, yeah. We never <laughs> yeah, a lot of self more sense. Makes a lot yeah. of sense. Damn it. That I don't know anything about what he's talking about, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. Oh, those are good days. What else is going on this week, guys? What about for you, Roger? How's, how's oh, I was, your uh, familia? I was in Columbus yesterday. Met up with some friends. Did some shopping at the outlets up there. Walked around the outlets for several hours and bought literally nothing. Yep. Uh, well, it was fine. So it was funny because I went to uh, went to the Lee's store, Lee and Wrangler, you know, get some jeans. Yeah. They got good jeans that I like to wear. And I walked in and couldn't find exactly what I was looking for. And I was like, ask the guy there. And he's like, yeah, man, you should get those from Kohl's. And I was like, motherfucker, I'm at your outlet store. <laughs> <laughs> I was so confused. Yeah. He was just like, yeah. He's like, you'll have better luck getting those there. I was like, oh, really? Wow. <laughs> that doesn't make any like you, You're talking I'm about like Kohl's Levi's or. I mean, listen, I like Kohl's. There's a Kohl's literally two minutes away from where I work. I didn't buy anything there because I was going to the outlet store. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Like what? What store? Do, I'm confused. What store did you go to? Lee. Like the jeans, Lee oh, jeans. Oh, like Lee, like Lee Wrangler, or Levi's. Yeah. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. No, Levi's its own company. Yeah, yeah, no, Wrangler yeah. Lee's. There's a company. there's a Lee store somewhere I think in Washington that the at the uh, outlets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten. I know there's because I go to the Levi's store. They always have it. I'm looking. I can't believe that was his response to you though. Well, I mean, he's probably been asked that question before. Yeah, but like you wouldn't want. To, okay, so I went to. I went to a, I went to a GameStop yesterday. I just like I was down seeing. I was down looking at another room to possibly sublet because I'm in this place for a month, but it's a little more than I want to pay. But whatever. Anyway, so I stopped at a GameStop, and you know, kids are a big clientele for GameStop. And the dude yes. ringing me out just had a, he just his shirt just said Playboy. It had the Playboy symbol right on it. I, I was so confused. It's like why? But that's not appropriate wear that's, for a listen, job. It's. It's it, it's more of a pop culture thing than it is what it what it used to symbolize. Playboy ain't even a fucking porno mag anymore. Yeah, it, it, it's a whole different thing, and also it, it's. I, I think me and you had a brief discussion about uh, about this, Grace, and like I, I don't know, I don't know what you want out of that. You know, you know, from that video game culture, like you know that pop culture store. That, that's that's what it's going to have in it. I mean, it's not like he had a shirt on and said like swank. Well, yeah, well, so here's the thing. It just it had, like he said, it, it said Playboy and had the bunny on it. It mm-hmm. didn't have you know. 
bare chested ladies on the front of it. It just seems strange to me that it just seems strange to me that that, that GameStop as as, an, as a retailer would, would be okay with that. Well, listen, maybe but, GameStop isn't, but that GameStop store, someone there don't give a crap. Yeah, so, so there yeah, they sure. are. I was just surprised. I was I was very surprised. I'll I'll, um, I'll show you the text message we had about it later. You'll chuckle, Roger. I hope yeah, he sure. he will because of course he it. he goes inappropriate right hey, off the no, bat. You went inappropriate. I I circled. The shirt, and you said something else entirely. Did you snap and pics of some dude at a GameStop. I did. I did. <laughs> he sniped <laughs> this guy. <laughs> anyway, anyway, what else did I? Oh, so yeah. Um, what else did I do yesterday? Oh, I yeah, I got up. I, I went and kind of explored Atlanta again. The, the places I, I knew it was my first, you know, Saturday back here. So how long you been back? Like a w- couple of days, right? Well, since Wednesday. Okay. Uh, yeah. So there's that. Um. Office is good. Work is going well. It's everything, you know, starting to ramp up. I mean, from what I hear, there's Atlanta's about to get bombarded with. I mean, they got so much. They got so much stuff starting right now. They don't. There's no more crew, so it's going to be interesting to see how all these things get staffed. Cool. Because I don't know who's going to do it, but yeah, it's an interesting time in the movie world. Very interesting time. But uh, I'm back and we're rolling, so it's all it's all all good. But other than that, pretty pretty smooth sailing. I got sick. From the flight, as I seem to get sick every time I get on a plane, as soon as I get off, a day later I get sick. I don't know what that's about. but Planes are just cans of recycled farts, sir. <laughs> that that they are, and recycled COVID and recycled whatever else. Farts. Mm. So there's that. But So maybe, maybe I'll just drive next time. I, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll figure it out. No, but. you won't. No, definitely not. I, 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 want, the, <laughs> I want the Sky Miles. You can, well, if you you're come going on down there. there for a long-ass time, maybe. but Yeah, the, we... I have my rental car, which I was considering driving my own car because it, it pays something stupid like just under fifty a day if you have your own car. But I don't want to put the miles on it and all that kind of stuff. I, I, I don't know, but I it is what it is. But yeah, so things are back in full swing. We're podcasting from remote now. At least you guys are in the studio. I am not. Yep, yep. yep. So uh, we good. need to also address the amazing thing that happened yesterday, Saturday evening. What's that? My beloved Jacksonville Jaguars qualifying for the playoffs. There you go. I knew this was going to come. Yes, you're fucking right. It is. (laughs) You are fucking right. It's coming up. Was it by a squeaker or like did they? Oh yeah, no. Oh yeah, it was a squeaker. They have no business, but they went on a really good run. So hey, that's five straight. Yep. They ended. So what was it like seven, seven and two? They were three and seven. Yeah. (laughs) And they they were three and six, and then they lost one, or they won one, lost one, then one out. So. Yeah, you know we're doing all right. All right. Good, things are good. It's not bad. Good, good, good. Glad, glad you guys. Glad you're happy. Rubbing all the people that live around here. There you go. Yep. There you go. I, well, I, I had a conversation with my wife before I came here about how this is just the beginning of me being fucking unbearable. <laughs> so <laughs> things are gonna get obnoxious. Yep. Until you're out in the first round, it's like, oh, it was no, great. it's fine. Fun while it lasts. Nope, it's just gonna keep right on going all the way through. <laughs> all the way through. You got, <laughs> whole, you, got whole, you got a whole year until next playoffs to yep. be a dick about it. Yep. Indeed, sir. Indeed. All right. So, anything else to add, Chris, or should we just go on to the show? No, I think we're good. Yeah, we'll I covered everything. In All right. Yep, this is episode 312 of For the Love of Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema, which posts each and every Tuesday and Friday at 5 a.m., which then posts to, well, sorry, then distributes to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. Each and every week, we start with the box office current and upcoming releases. What streaming trailers and movies of the week? Without further ado, what say you? We jump into the box office. Oh, one other thing. Um, life event. I had a peppermint frosty today. Mm-hmm. It was only okay from Wendy's. Yeah, I saw one of those yesterday when I when I got them. It was coffee. only okay. It was only okay. I figured. I didn't look that it's, appetizing. It's no but... chocolate. I'll tell you that right now. No, it's I've not. Never, but... I've never had one. 
The peppermint frosty or yeah. a frosty period? Or both. How have you never had a fucking frosty? I do not believe that statement <laughs> at all. I, I don't either. Especially with, with, with how Zero good they are. Zero percent Well, especially with how good they are with fries. I, I don't believe that oh, one. So I find that just vile to think about dipping a french fry in ice cream There's well you, th- no you 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 think so but it actually the salt actually makes it taste really and it just it all blends together well tell him roger tell him all right never mind don't tell him it's fine <laughs> <laughs> thank you for interrupting the show starting with your frosty thing appreciate yeah that. well listen it was important it was it was mediocre at best all right let's jump in the it's box office chris to to your great chagrin avatar the way of water still Doing very well. Another forty-five million domestic, bringing us total to one point seven billion. You never would have guessed it would have hit one point seven, did you? It is not to my great chagrin. I've I have always said that if it does well, it's good. It that's a good thing. Well, yeah, but of the three of us, you were the one that said I don't think people care about Avatar. I, I I'll admit you almost had me thinking that way too. So I mean, it's I mean. That's how I felt. I still kind of feel about now. That. Now, now, granted, domestic it's only five hundred and sixteen, and into international is one point one billion of it. So obviously, um, America. I, see, you keep saying that. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> we will see. We will see. All right, number two, Roger to your great chagrin, Megan. Uh, sorry, M three G A N is Jen. 30, 30.2, 30.2 million domestic. Bringing us worldwide. Thirty million dollars. No, it made forty five worldwide. So, yes, I'm happy about oh. that. Wow. Number, number three, Puss in Boots, The Last Witch, 13.1 million with a, with a very a very good worldwide of 197. Chrissy, if you haven't seen that, it's pretty excellent. Puss in Boots movie? Yeah. Oh, okay. Did, yeah, I got you. Did, did, did you watch that with your kids? No, I did not, I did not get a chance to go see it. Mm, but it's it's pretty – I mean, I gave it a nine. <laughs> Uh, so. no, um, my wife listened to the show. She said, "You guys, Puss in Boots is great." Yeah, yeah, it's phenomenal. I saw a clip of the villain. I was like, "Oh, that looks kind of good now." But yeah, there are multiple I, villains. Yeah, yeah there are multiple, right. and it's very adult how it's told. Yes, very okay. adult. All right. Number four, a man called Otto, opening to a very weak four point two million domestic and a worldwide of twelve point six. Uh, that's not great. But we're going to talk about that in weeks to come. But that's coming. It should up have been about Otto, the bus driver from The Simpsons. Sure. My name is Otto, Otto. and I like to get blotto. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're done. Incredible line. Okay, okay. Moving on. Number five, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Another what? What? Disappointing. Three point four million brings worldwide to eight hundred and twenty-seven. Sorry, MCU. James Cameron is still the king. It uh, officially says now on Disney Plus. It it is. It is is coming. Yeah, it is. Um, Also on Disney Plus is. Oh, um, Strange Strange World. Yeah, so yep. that's also on Disney Disney Plus. So there's your box office. Let's take a look at just some – a lot of stuff comes out in the holidays that like – oh, The Whale, unfortunately, we didn't get to talk about. But that's, that's – Still not local either. No, it's not. But also, I mean, I'm, I'm hearing excellent things about The Whale. Uh, a, little, a little under 10 for the worldwide box office. That's not terrible, I guess, for a movie like that. The Menu, which is on HBO Max right now. You should definitely check it out if you have HBO – that's like at seventy four million. Seventy four million that movie made. I'm really happy about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about it for one second. Oh, the Banshees of In- of Inisherin with uh, Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson, worldwide of twenty two. Also, hear very good things about that one. I'm gonna check that one out this week if I can. But there's your box office. Nothing crazy there. Nothing at all crazy. All right. So Go I want to say something real quick. I, I just I just checked the top seven movies of you know. For box office and 
all of James Cameron's films, Avatar, Avatar Way of Water, and Titanic, are like a 30-70 split for domestic and, and then international, right? Mm. Does, that doesn't matter, though, homie. doesn't matter. No, no, no. no I'm, not, I'm not dogging on it. Okay, so, okay. So keep your panties unbunched. So <laughs> every other film, though, it's like a 45-55 split. Why is James Cameron watched so much more abroad than he like 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 comparatively to the other like the other movies? It's it's just a little odd. Like even the only one that comes close is Avengers: Infinity War, and it's like it's like a forty sixty split. All the other ones are like forty five fifty. It's just it's an interesting thing to where like even Titanic was seventy percent you know international and thirty percent domestic. I have a theory about that. I don't. So you're you're talking James about James Cameron Cam- hates America. No, no, no. Has nothing, hates oh my god. That's see. This this is how like rumors in high school start. Like James. No. So wait. So you said so like other. So what are the other? What website are you looking at? Just FYI. I'm I have a theory. About, okay. I I have a theory behind all this. Um. I always because it's not. It said it's cute. It's telling me it's down. It doesn't matter. But yeah, I, yeah, I, it, I it, it just went down as while I was so looking. So I I think there's a, a reason for that. I think it's. I mean, I don't think the rest of the world. I mean, you're talking about like largely the Marvel movies, pretty much. Well, I mean, it, the top seven are the top seven, dog. You can be mad about it if you want to. Well, I, I, I can't see the top seven, so. Gotcha. Yeah, that's the thing. So unless, so I mean, I have a feeling it's just the rest of the world isn't in love with the the comic book craze as much as the U.S. is, but mm-hmm. maybe I'm wrong about that. No, I mean it, it, that's possible. It's like I said, I have no idea. It's just an it's just an interesting, you know, factoid for these these movies that have made billions of dollars you know and, each, and you know respectively and you know james cameron doesn't make baby movies i'm just saying <laughs> i was waiting to put that one in for weeks just now slid it in okay done wait, wait hold on you've been waiting weeks and that's the best you have well i i wanted to, i don't know how else to say it because i i, I really i mean i understand avatar is like large it, it is very much a made-up world but it, i mean if you if you look at the films by himself it is i mean it's an event in history that happened so it what kind does Scorsese of say about Avatar? <laughs> Scorsese would. Well, I mean, Scorsese says what the superhero movies aren't. What, what did he say? They're they're not art. They're not real movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, well, Avatar by its definition is a superhero movie. No, it's not. Yes, it certainly is. You think so? Yeah. I don't think I'd classify it as that. Mm. I think that's no, <laughs> but it's it's interesting. You, you good... think Jake Sully isn't a superhero? No, because he lived. He's John Smith. That's a weird way to try to counter that. Spider-Man's still fucking alive. I was <laughs> talking about. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like he's based on a real person. I mean, I guess loosely if you're looking at the, the source material. But I mean, it. I don't see Jake as a superhero. Do you really see Jake as a superhero? I mean, kind of, yeah. This is this is interesting. I never thought of it like that, but it's certainly interesting discussion. Maybe for a future episode. That's, that's, a, good, that, that's a really good point, Chris. I never thought of it like that. Um, yeah, that's certainly in a future episode we can get into. But that's certainly... It's interesting to think about. We'll call up Scorsese and see what yeah, he has yeah, to yeah. say. All right, all right. We'll get some opinions. All right, de- definitely. Him and Nolan. Him and uh, uh, Scott. Nolan Rid- won't come on the show. Him and Ridley he Scott. Grayson. Oh, that's right. Yeah. No. no, shut up. That, that's oh, I, I saw the text. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh my goodness. Okay, now we're done. We're we're done. Okay, moving on. Moving on. Andrew moving Garfield on. will come though. Yeah, he will. He gets first mic though. Those are the rules. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so, take a look at current and upcoming releases. So, Chris, just before we start recording, you just taking a gander at twenty twenty three. What 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 what's your overall consensus right now? I, like, I was looking at the upcoming movies list for like the next six months and and beyond. 
and we have a lot of really good films, you know, well, potential really good films coming up down the pipeline. And there's a lot of them too. It's not just a couple like sprinkled in like, at like a good, like a good pace. There's just a ton of big movies that are coming down the pipeline that for 2023, that could be a very awesome year for film. I think for big movies is more the appropriate terminology than sure, good. Yeah. I don't think because how many of these are going to try to be good is, is anyone's guess. Well, true. But I mean, like uh, there's, there's a lot, I feel like there's a lot more potential here this year coming up than there was the last two years. Oh, I don't Have know about that. Cocaine bear to Valentine's day yet. Nope. It's still the 24th. That's a real, Bitch move. Yeah, right. <laughs> it is, but have you seen the tra- the the poster for Cocaine Bear? Like, uh, I've seen a, one of them. I've seen a yeah. movie like like when I'm walking to see a show and like the, I've seen like the movie theater poster of it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like it just has yeah. a like bear outlined in black and white. It just it oh, looks yeah. so terrifying. Like it's great, great, yeah. great. Uh, well, let's talk about that for a second. Um, I see. No, 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 no. See, I don't see. It depends on what you think is going to be good. Because I have a feeling Creed will be okay good. or better. Listen, so far Creed hasn't let us down, so no. I think it's safe to assume that's going to be a good film. But I mean, okay, let's just look at, so I don't know if you guys are looking at the same thing. I am probably not. But March, I would say John Wick and Creed, the open to start and finish the month, that's the only two are going to be good. I think you're wrong about Dungeons and Dragons. I think it might be, I think Dungeons and Dragons, Chris, might be kind of a sleeper. I've been burnt by this before. I, mm-hmm. I won't be confident until I see it. You're, well, you're, not, you're, on, you're not unbiased on that, though. You know, you, yeah. you 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 already have negative expectations. I do. Well, I mean, so here's the thing: the expectations I have are what I've been given before, and so and so far, it just hasn't been great. So, sure, you know, listen, I love Chris Pine. I hope he does. I hope. I hope. You I hope we'll see his butthole. Good. Listen, if I don't get to see some Chris Pine butthole, I'm gonna be disappointed in this film. I'm just oh saying, it's almost goodness. a requirement at this point. But almost a requirement at this point. I'm allowed to be apprehensive about something that I care about, just like Grayson was about Avatar two, and you know, et cetera, et cetera. Like this is something that I care about, that I want to see it do well. That's it's based on something that I really love and I really enjoy in, in all the all of its forms, and I just don't want to see it bastardized on 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 a big screen again for the third time. That's all. So. Look, that's that's totally fair. But I mean, more we the evidence points in the direction of you're probably your fears are probably unfounded because it's. I mean, look at Mortal Kombat. Although all the movies made in the '90s that are now like Mortal Kombat, for instance, I, I just saw there's a Street Fighter movie in the making now. Guile is once again the the focus of it. Is Guile so, once again Jean Claude Van Damme? No, I mean that'd be cool if he was in like yes. a, some, some kind of uh, <laughs> cool if he was some kind of cameo. But no, that would that'd yeah, be yeah. foolish. But move, move, moving on. I, th- I think the Super Mario Bros. movie Charlie, will be good. Charlie only. Um, the Super Mario Bros. movie is good. I assume nope. will be good. Damn. Evil Evil Dead Rise has a lot riding on it. Only only because the Evil Dead sequel remake, whatever that was, was uh, left a lot to be desired. Left a ton to be desired. A lot of people love the are, "Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret." That book is fantastic. I've I've heard could could be could be okay. I'm not looking for a lot for Guardians. I'm I'm just looking for more of Guardians, I guess. Free money, yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> Fast X. Well, we won't even talk about that. <laughs> the Little Mermaid. I'm not quite sure how that's going to go. Spider Man Across the Spider Verse. Yes, hundred percent. Yes. 100%, yes. Uh, Transformers: Rise of the Beast. I think is going to surprise everybody. Probably yes. Well so, well, so here's the thing: everything you named besides that weird book one that you named, like they're all going to make money. Oh yeah, they're making money is one thing, but well, I, I mean, it, for I me, this is going to be, be a... contrarian here. I would say that Little Mermaid probably won't make any money. <sighs> um, what else is there? I mean, we're talking about the trailer for Pixar's Elemental. Pixar movies always make money, just a matter of how much. Harold and the Purple Crayon. <laughs> I can tell you that the expectations from the studio are not high for that one. 
Uh, Indiana, Indiana Jones from the Dial of Destiny. Does anyone have any expectations after the Crystal Skull? No, but I bet it makes money. That's the yeah. thing, though, right? Because it's got the name behind it. But that's going to be another one of those international ones, too, that does so much more money internationally than it does. Yeah. So many people have been burned by Crystal Skull. They're just, they're over. Oh, yeah. No, I, I agree with that. You know, just... I think Mission Impossible will make money and be great. A ton of money. Yep. Uh, Roger has some weird fascination with Barbie. I think he's probably right. I think Barbie's going to make a ton of fucking money. A lot of movie. Yeah, yeah, a lot of money. Uh, there's Coyote versus Acme that we haven't seen a trailer for yet. That's on the same day as Barbie and Oppenheimer. Nope. That one won't make money because it's. And I bet you Barbie moves off of Oppenheimer. Oh, absolutely. Or one of those will definitely move. But, I mean, July is traditionally his month. If he releases a that, movie, the it's Acme his month. Acme and Coyote thing just reminds me of Tom and Jerry. It's, just, it, it's not going to do well. The Marvels, I, I don't know how that's going to do. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. I'm not sure what that's going to do. I'm sure the Gran Turismo money will do, or the Gran Turismo movie will do so much money in Japan and in the Asian territories. Not so much, maybe oh, yeah. not so much here. Blue Beetle, that's a DC product. It'll, it'll, it'll I'm sure it'll do amazing money too. No, no, it won't. You know, you know, you don't think? Nope. Okay. I think it depends on how Aquaman, Aquaman and Flash do. If Aquaman and Flash are, are banger movies then I think we'll see Blue Beetle come out with good numbers because people will be on a high on well, DC stuff. Same with Shazam. And that's oh, yeah, in, yeah, Shazam too. Yeah, no, you're right, and, you're right. And that's in a few weeks. I think if those three movies do well, I think Blue Beetle will, will open well. Uh, Equalizer 3 will do okay money. The Nun will do nothing. Expendables 4 will probably do something, but It'll not a whole money. lot. Yep. Uh, the Exorcist nope. might do something. Paw Patrol, I'm not sure. Yes. You think you think it so? Will, it will crush again. Yeah. The the other Paw Patrol movie didn't do anything though. Like two years ago, didn't do. Well, it went directly to. Yeah, it was it was on Paramount. Paramount. Oh, did, okay, did okay, did. Saw ten. Do we we think that's going to do anything? <sighs> it's hard to say. Probably not. But but so like I the horror category doesn't make a lot of money, but they usually make their money back at least. Well, it just I, I don't saw is so hit or miss. Yeah. Uh, Dune Part Two is going to make a ton of money. Yes, it is. The Hunger Games, yeah. the, the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, It'll because. Make a bunch of money. Because Jennifer Lawrence has said one of the dumbest things, and she's humans, not going to be in it. Well, no, she's not, but that might sour people on no the whole thing. No, it, it's far enough away. And I and just just for the record of what we just talked about, what um what what Scorsese said, and what remember when Ridley Scott said all millennials are stupid and they watch things yes. on their phone. I think what she, what she said is dumber than both of those combined. Oh no, it's very stupid. Like I don't know if it's dumber, but it's 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 on the level of I stupid. Think, so I think it's it, it is stupid, right? Because you know, think about the things coming out of your mouth hole before they leave your brain. Yeah, exactly. But but I think it's more disingenuous more than is anything else. Because it's just, it's just it's stupid. It was a thought that didn't get filtered that was that came out, and I know at this point she probably regrets that statement hard. How could you not? I mean, yeah, you're a joke just, at this point. Yeah, it's tough. Um, the color purple, that's going to either be a massive hit or people are going to wonder why it got remade. Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife 2, that's going to do, I think, okay money. That's in December, though. Yeah. What isn't the other, aren't those traditionally like summer movies? They have been. Well, yeah. But like, no, I mean, last Afterlife was a summer movie, but. Yeah, it doesn't have to. There's, there's, no, there's nothing saying that that's why it's successful. It can come out. No, no, of, of course pretty. not, but. And then Aquaman, The Last Kingdom, that's slated for Christmas Day. So I, I don't know if that's going to move or not, but that's slated for Christmas True, Day. True, but it's still, it's just one of those things where, like, you know, just, I don't know, all the movies you named, you know, I think if you made a similar list for, like, what came out this year, I think that list sounds exciting. You know, that, that list probably sounds more exciting than what happened this year. Oh, no, I'm, I'm sure you're right. And a lot of stuff moved off this year, mm-hmm. so or off 2022. So let's just go over quickly. This weekend brought us M3GAN, 
and The Pale Blue Eyes, another big release on Netflix. January 13th, House Party, A Man Called Auto Goes Wider and Plain with, what's his name? Um, Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler, yeah, Jerry Butler. January 20th, Alice Darling, Missing, The Sun and Women Talking. It's a big, big week for releases. 27th, Fear, Infinity Pool, Shotgun Wedding. And then February starts off with 80s for Brady and Knock at the Cabin. Followed by Mike, Magic Mike's Last Dance and Titanic. So there's your outlook long, long distance and short distance. A little bit of a longer discussion there, but I, I can't think wait worth to watch it. 80 for Brady now. <laughs> yes. Good, 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 good. Let's take a look at what's streaming this week. We're taking a look at. I will never watch that film. Ever. <laughs> we're definitely going to. I will never watch that. <laughs> let's talk a look at what's. Let's take a look at what's streaming. Disney Plus. Uh, the one I chose, uh, The Rookie by director John Lee Hancock, Dennis Quaid, Rachel Griffiths, Jay Hernandez, Brian Cox, Beth Grant. 2002, I always liked this movie. Uh, for a while, I championed it in high school. I saw it several times with somebody, with some girls. Again, didn't help me one, one, one bit. But uh, I always liked this story. I liked the Probably because you story. kept asking them how, they, how baseball was. Like, <laughs> how, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I was counting on that comment from you, Rogers. Thank you very much. I always like the I always like the underdog story. The goal. I like how they like the how they like the the goal and the field goal. Um, I like Quaid. I've always liked him as an actor. I I, I mean, most movies he's in, I'm okay with. I I love. He's like Nick Cage, but kind of the opposite. Like, I don't like Nick Cage, but love every movie he's he, he he's in. But with Quaid, it's I like Quaid and I like movies he's in. So it's kind of not the same thing, but. I think Quaid's got a really creepy smile on him, though. He's well, had some work done, and it's <laughs> maybe that's what it's not helping. <laughs> I mean, it's starting to show now when he gets older. He gets, but uh, yeah, wasn't his kid was just in uh, the last Scream movie, Scram, Huey, Scram, yeah, hmm. <laughs> Huey, yeah, yeah, it was uh, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I, it's 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 worth 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 a watch. I, I think it's um, oh, boys, oh, it's his man. kid, yeah, Huey's yeah. his kid. I th- I think it's uh, better than. I think it's better than uh, you remember it if you haven't seen it since since then. But check it out. Uh, Brian, the Brian Cox character, especially the way the movie ends. Roger, I, I know you're probably huge with the way that movie ends with, with him and his father in the tunnel. Amazing. Nope. Heart, heartwarming, heartfelt. Wait, nope. You don't like it or nope, you don't remember it. He's never seen it. Oh, fair oh, enough. Of course I have. Mm. <laughs> All right, Roger. And The Sword in the Stone by director by directors Wolfgang Roth, Rothheim, Clyde Geronimi, and David Hand. Sebastian Cabot, Carrie Swenson, Norman Alden, Alan Napier, 1963. Why Why should people watch this? Old school Disney animated classic. This movie owns. This movie scared one of my kids recently. Did it really? Yeah, the uh, the, the magic battle. Uh, when she becomes the big dragon. Yeah, scared okay. my four-year-old. <laughs> well, did you laugh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was waiting for it. Like, we're, we're going to watch it. And all of a sudden, like, she's like, she, go, she, she like, yelps and, like, buries her head away. <laughs> so, it was funny. I mean, look, it's it's a classic Disney movie. Um, I always liked it. It's it's clever. Um, the character of Merlin is just over the top, and like I, I love that movie. Yep. So. Whenever I think of like like a, like a wizard, that's always like the first image in my head is that is the sword and the stone Merlin. Sure. Yep. I think that you're. That's probably true for everyone, or most people, is they think of that very you know that's the very traditional you know portrayal of Merlin. Is is that one? That's a good. That's a good call, Roger. I have that on VHS from the old days. I actually. Yep. So I was thinking going through my Disney Plus stuff, stuff I have on VHS, and that's one of them. The other movie I almost picked, just so you want to know, I almost picked the Ducktales movie. Okay. Because like I love it that rules. movie. Yeah, yeah, that movie owns. Yep. <laughs> so 
Also, yeah. the original DuckTales, banger of a fucking oh, show. Yeah. Absolute banger. Yeah, yeah. Darkwing Duck are both very good shows. You know, I, I hear a lot of people talk about Darkwing Duck and how it's like a missed opportunity for like a game or a reboot of some sort. Could have been. Yeah. Yeah, just imagine Arkham Knight, but with a duck. It'd be perfect. <laughs> with a duck. Uh, speaking of... Launchpad. Speaking of Chris, for you, let's talk about Onward for one second by director Dan Scanlon, Tom Holland, Chris Pratt, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Octavia Spencer, Mel Rodriguez, Kyle Bornheimer, Lena Waithe, Ali Wong, 2020. Why should people check this one out again if they have Disney Plus? Onward is a is just a, a it's a good fun tale of something that we've seen before but done in a different way. Uh, like they're they're chased. Uh, it's about two brothers who are like chasing like the memory of their father and like a lot of things happen along the way but it's also in this fantasy world where there's there's trolls and it, it's kind of like it's kind of dungeons and dragons e you know in that sense it's it's like fantasy with magic it's just a lot of fun this one hits personally for me because like me and my brother were like into this kind of stuff and this is a movie that about you know about two brothers so it, it, it kind of hits you in the in the feels if you've got that going on in your family dynamic i just think it's a good film and my kids love it and they don't even have those life lessons yet so it's a good film though i like it Good. I, I, I agree with that. I was very happy when you chose up. I was not huge on Onward, but it's okay. It's not bad, but it, it, it's certainly okay. You should watch it again if you haven't watched it in a long time. I may, yeah, actually. It, it, it holds up pretty well in the last act with the dragon. It's actually, it, it, it's a it's a better, like, like final act than I remember when, when I watched enough. it again. I just remember Onward, unfortunately, came out, like, as COVID mm-hmm. yep. hit. So, yeah. like, it never got to shine like yeah. it probably could have, so... Yep. And, and because of that, there might be a, a bunch of people that haven't seen it yet. If you haven't, I, I think it's a fantastic Pixar film. It's good. I, I, I think Onward's probably on the, I mean, <clears throat> probably on the bottom half of the <laughs> of the Pixar movies. But that's just me. I, I mean, I, I don't, I watched it and was actually kind of. There's if, a lot of good ones on the top half. So it, Yeah, but it's, that's it's, the same, yeah. the same thing with Disney and Pixar. Both of them, if, if, if it's not an 8, 9, or a 10, it's a failure then, if you ask me. I mean, failure is a little harsh, but it, it's it, it's hard to top the films that have that are like already in there in legend. Yeah, yeah, you're 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 not, you're not wrong about that. Yeah, so like, like, when you say, "Man, that's a pretty good film," but for a, for a Pixar film, it's average. That's still better than a lot of films that come out. Yeah, I mean, okay, valid valid point. You're not wrong about that. So for Disney Plus, if you have that to watch, the Rookie, the Sword in the Stone, and Onward, all available for your viewing pleasure if you have it. Let's talk about some trailers. Elemental. Speaking of Pixar, let's talk about Elemental for one second. It's not that what it's it's not much of a trailer. It's more of a teaser, right? Well, it's it's a it's a big deal though. That's the whole thing. Is so what are what, what are we thinking about this one as far as like what what we're seeing? What are, what are we thinking? Is it good Pixar or bad Pixar? Yeah, that's the question, right? I mean i I don't think it's I don't think it's the former, but I don't think it's the latter either. I, I don't think Elemental is gonna be among the best of Pixar. I don't. So like, I think the film in its current teaser space lacks a little bit of identity. It it seems like there's going to be very like, you know, specific types of things we're going to see. And I don't know if that's going to hurt the movie or if they're going to play with that a lot and expand on that. But it's an interesting concept. I like the whole elements thing to begin with sure. outside of like this. So, and the animation looks the same as inside out and I'm a huge inside out fan. Mm-hmm. So I'm already kind of in just with, with the way it looks. I think the animation inside out is fantastic. And I think if this is the same style of animation or, you know, sister of it, I think it's, I think that's visually it's going to be great. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of on board for this one. Cool. Takes a lot of my boxes. I mean, I, I listen, if it's a good Pixar, it'll end up being great, right? Like mm-hmm. there's no middle ground for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So I'm I'm here for it. Yeah, I have no problem with the animation style as long as every character has a witty name. I'll be happy because so far the so Chris are... did chuckle when he introduced himself as Wade and her as Ember, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was just staring at him. <laughs> I think it's fantastic. Yeah, of course you do. Yeah, yeah. Simple comedy. Ah, uh, really. yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, but, uh, sure. I mean, I understand that, but I <clears throat> I have a feeling it's I have a feeling it's not because it takes how many years to make these things? Two hundred. Uh, at least three or four. So I'm, I'm guessing Whoa. no. <laughs> I started work on this in 1871. <laughs> 1871 concept. Yeah, I don't know. But, what do you think, Grayson? I don't think it's going to be. I, I from from what I've seen, I would imagine not. I would from imagine a it, just from a teaser. Man. Well, I mean, look, the teasers. It they they selected the teaser for. I mean. That teaser was selected probably seven months ago, eight months ago, a year ago. But I mean, point is, they selected it like that's what they chose to show us. I'm just willing to bet it's got a lot of things in common with what we've seen the past year or two. So I just want want a story that makes sense, that the the characters seem like they fit into the world of. That's, That's all I want. I mean, I'm not asking for much. All right, well, we'll have to see. But I mean, revision. Grayson I was just hates fire people. Yeah, and and, and water first people and okay. water people first. Sure, sure, sure. Um, what? So <clears throat> I was just seeing something on. I was just going through Facebook the other night, and I don't know who it was. Here's it was your first problem. Well, I haven't done that in a long time, but just give me a second. Is <clears throat> someone was talking about the revisionist history on what was that movie we watched with the with the Canadian back back in March or April? Um, it was it, it had an Asian influence. The the animated Pixar. What was that? Turning red, turn, turning, turning, turning red. The revisionist history on that is people were commenting on his post about, you know, I watched it again. I wasn't as nearly as fond of it. And everyone was saying, yeah, I, I, I agree. It doesn't age well. And remember, I said that. I said, well, that doesn't matter. I, but like, revisionist history on that one is kind of. I said that from the get go. So I mean, on, the, the movie, the movie didn't. It came out to a lot of criticism. It didn't do well. I thought that's why and it, it came out on Disney Plus. Yeah, it launched on Disney Plus. So it, I, I think the movie had a lot of negative talk to begin with for reasons that were baffling to me, honestly. Well, well I mean, most of it was because it was about a little girl, a little kid getting her period. Yeah, so no, it, I, no, I get it. The big machine couldn't handle that for yeah. a while. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't I understand mean, why the big machine takes takes a uh, takes issue with that, but not of Luca. Like that's what I don't get is like what they pick and choose what to be okay with and not, Weird, not be right? okay with. Yeah. It, it's so strange. almost like none of it matters. Yeah, and oh. then somehow in all this mess, a movie like Pinocchio gets made from <laughs> from Disney. So you know you can say what you want. It, it, there's a lot of weird decisions. However, I think Turning Red is actually really freaking fun and it's fantastic. A fine movie. And my kid, it, it's a it's a favorite in our household. It gets watched a lot. It, it, I think it's a good film. Well, would that be different if you had two boys instead of two girls? Would they still? I think I think the comic book anime ish style of what they did with like you know the actiony stuff. I I think I think boys would watch it. You know, maybe not quite as many compared to girls, but like little like sure, sure, sure. Yeah, heck yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't doubt that at all. I don't doubt that one one bit. Yeah, I don't know. I think the movie's fine. It gets a lot of flack for some weird stuff for no reason. Well, but don't a lot of movies these days for no fucking reason oh, yeah, at all. Yeah, no, you're right. <clears throat> Let's talk about their consultant. Uh, my mistake on this one. Usually we try to stick to films. However, this is a show. Um, what are we thinking about this with Christoph Waltz? How do we? 
I mean, I'm fine with it. Christoph Waltz playing a creepy dude that's probably killing folks. It right, probably sure. fits. Yeah. Yeah. It, no, yeah. yeah. Nope. Sounds this like is probably just what he does for fun in between movies. <laughs> sounds, like <somebody's>, <laughs> sounds like somebody's wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, no, I don't. I mean, it, it sounds like it's. So it's a TV series. Here's the IMDb description. Follows a relationship between employee and boss asking how far we will go to get ahead and how, to, how far does this to survive. Hmm. I don't know what kind of work they work in that survival is an issue, but all right. I don't fair know what kind of work they work in where they, where they accept their weird consultant boss guy sniffing them openly <laughs> in front of others so well i mean there's not too many people well, I mean, and if he just does it what can you do i mean is this the shit that happens at google it well has to be. i mean look i was once told you can just show up for work drunk no one checks so and you know can confirm yeah maybe <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing what you can get away with until somebody starts just doing it yeah yeah <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. I think Christoph Waltz is one of the f- one of the few actors that could pull that one off. But I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm happy he's there. I, I, like I would to like s- Christoph Waltz sniff me deeply. Fair. I mean, okay. It says a lot yeah. about you. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I agree with Roger. I, I wouldn't say no. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Yep. You made it weird, though. Yep. That's, what, that's, yeah. that's, why, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. Yeah. Now let's talk about the movie showing up from A24 with Michelle Williams. How are we thinking about this? Uh, I will probably hate every minute of this movie. You're going to be like, it needs to win 14 Oscars. No, I didn't. Why do you think I'm going to like this movie? Why? It just screams something that Grayson's going to like. Because it's going to get Oscar buzz. You're going to be like, yeah. No, I, I, I don't think it will. I, you just don't understand why this movie's good. You guys just don't watch movies in the same medium. And I oh, my gosh. I've never once said that. Okay. A sculptor preparing to open a new show must balance her certain life within the daily dr- dramas of family and friends. And Kelly Reichardt's vibrant and captiv- captivatingly stunning portrait of, I know so long, of the art and craft. <laughs> <laughs> really ran out of steam there. Well, <laughs> Why? Why is the description longer than you have to click over to the next page to finish reading? Oh, I shouldn't. Man. That shouldn't be the thing. Oh, uh, I mean, look, dude, this movie looks weird. I, as a guy who has a movie podcast, I this is not for me. But the, tell me if this doesn't seem like one of those movies in like 2005, everyone's raving about, but no one can find it to watch it. You know, you know, remember those movies who like you know came along and yeah, it just seems like it's it seems like one of those 2005 movies made and it's all getting all the buzz and. But no one's actually seen the movie. Yeah. Yeah, sounds about right. And we're going to talk about one of those today, I think, too. So, at least in my opinion. Maybe. All right, gentlemen. Let's get on with the movie of the week. Are we ready? We are definitely ready. Let's do it. 42 minutes in. A little long on the tooth, but that's fine. All right. Whitney Houston, I want to dance with somebody. Let's look at some... Let's look at some particulars, shall we? Tomato meter, a big, big split. Chris, I, I know you love these big splits. I do. 46% tomato meter with an audience score of 92. So I'm not going to pull the Metacritic, but I almost exactly know why oh, yeah. no. this split is here. And I'll, I'll just go ahead and let everybody know. Look, Say it now. So the people that love this movie love it for the music side of it. Okay. okay? Anybody that watched it critically goes, this movie is soft as shit. Yeah. All right. Like there, there is just an empty, hollow shell of a movie and some pretty good music. I like, think I think your audience score comes from people that are going to see this movie that A, love music. Sure. B, love Whitney Houston. Mm-hmm. 
They're going to enjoy this film. Yep. So it makes a lot of sense. And critics, like you said, they're going to see the movie structure and the way it is and how it <laughs> Be delivers like, it all. This is not how we do things yeah, here, people. So, <laughs> I, think, I think the scoring makes a lot of sense and it's very telling. It does. It really, truly does. Like, look, if you're here for the music, you're going to be fine with it. Yep. If you're here to watch the actual music story behind the music, you're not going to be in. It's not there, buddy. It's just not there. It's all right. Foreshadowing, yeah, yeah, yeah. people foreshadowing. <laughs> well, I mean, it's only done. It didn't. It hasn't charted now for a week, but it's only done forty one point five. I yeah, so, so I was in Columbus and I had a hard time finding this movie really? at movie theaters to be able to watch it. Oh wow, so, that's telling well. I mean, me. so a lot of the big theaters have Avatar on like five screens. So it was making money. Yeah. Well, that's what I don't understand is. So, okay, so the movie, just because I'm, I'm looking at the box office right now, I just have a question for you guys then. So, this, I mean, Whitney Houston, little-known artist, I don't know if you guys have heard of her, but <laughs> one of the mega stars of the past, you know, X number of years. Like, I, I, I think mega stars. past 30 years, absolutely. I think mega, mega may even be not accurately saying what she I mean, she's she probably, really like, the biggest star, right? Well, you'd think, but see, here's what I don't get, and this, this ties into you know, fans of whatever movie gets made, less than 50 million? Are you kidding me? So how many actual diehard Whitney Houston fans, that's a lot less fans out there than I, than I thought. Yeah. See, th- th- this is where I have a hard time reconciling people to say they love something, but they don't go watch well, it. I will say, though, this movie was marketed very heavily for like like a week yeah. before it came out, yep. and that was kind of it. I think they probably knew the movie wasn't very good. So they kind of wanted to capitalize on it. I just feel like a movie about Whitney Houston in 2023 is either too late or too early for like for, for the people that. It's been would more than 10 years it. since she died, though. So oh, I know I get that. I still think it falls in that range, though, yeah. because we like, I don't know. She died in like 2012, right? Yep. Yeah. So died 2012. It's 11 years later. I think that, you know, like your fandom, you know, they, they still listen to the film. They still know, you know, know who she was. I don't think it's been long enough to make like a dedication film in that okay. way for it to like pull your fans in. That's okay. not what it's going to be for. Yeah, you might be right on that. You know, I think that has something to do with it. Cause like, if you think of like the other things that fall on this list, you know, with it, you know, with, uh, the movie uh, about Freddie Mercury, Bohemian Rhapsody, exactly about when we watched about Elvis, like all those films, those are much further out from like, you know, you know, their time, you know, being gone or not. But, the, but, but those are also very good. Well, so, okay, well right. hold on. I will counter with Elvis is not, that good no, no, yeah I okay you're you're, you're you're right you're right yeah. I, I i did but I, I was thinking more of what the money, bohemian rhapsody um what's the other one around the same time about john rocket man R- rocket, rocket, man. rocket man rocket man was great yeah rocket man and bohemian <laughs> also, rhapsody just, both just great. elton john is not dead by the way true true <laughs> don't try to damn oh, well, that, that's that's why i said or they've stopped making music mm-hmm. you know so i don't know i just think that that might have something to do with it well, it's, it's a, that's the thing. I don't understand how it's done so such a small amount of money. I just for for as as, as mega as a I think it's massive like fifty million too. For for as as massive a, a star as she was, how I, I that's what I have, I have a hard time reconciling. That's yeah, I, I just I can't wrap my mind around that. Only because like I just I don't know. But it's 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 by TriStar Pictures by Sony who mm-hmm. doesn't have a streaming service. So where does this thing live after the theater? Someone pays for it. You know I mean, it, it'll be like okay, Let's just say for shits and giggles, it goes to Netflix. Let's just say in March first, it's on Netflix. For you know that that could happen. I think it's got legs to just have a decent monthly viewing 
going forward. Because the people sure. that are, the people that you know are going to watch that are going to be like, oh shit, movie about Whitney Houston, I'll watch that. Yeah, it probably I, I mean, knows in theaters. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think Netflix pays like ten percent of what this thing makes in box office, so they pay like five million for it to have a, a license for it for the next four years. I I think they're fine with something like that. You know what I mean? If that's what happens, that's a long Not a license. ton of investment. It gets people to you know get you more plays. It's fine. Yeah, no, I don't think there's a. And I mean, movies today, there's like a, as opposed to 20 years ago, you didn't, you, you, you had theatrical run, then you had rentals at Blockbuster and that was it. Yep. I mean, now you have all kinds of ways to make all kinds of money. So yeah. I, 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 yeah, I understand why you'd want to do that. So <clears throat> let's, let's look at some particulars after yeah, looking at the, the film. All right. I was looking at white noise, not the right one. All right. Whitney Houston, which, okay. Naomi Aki as Whitney Houston Ashton Sanders, Bobby Brown, Stanley Tucci as Clive Davis, Nafasa Williams as Robin Crawford, Lance Williams as Jerry Griffith, Tamara Tooney as Sissy Houston, Clark Peters as John Houston, Daniel Washington as Gary Houston, Jaquan Malik Jones as Michael Houston, Chris Sidbury, Pat Houston, Tanner Baird as Gunther, Bailey Lopes as Bobby Christina, uh, the, the, the 10-year-old, and Jennifer Ellis as Lisa Hintelman, directed by Casey Lemons, Let's talk about it. So, Roger, what's just briefly what's with this 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 one about? So, this movie is a biopic about Whitney Houston's life from right before she got a recording contract up until her death, basically in February of twenty twenty. Um, twenty twelve. Yeah, do I say twenty twelve? Oh, yeah, okay, you're, you're my fault. Twenty twelve. Um, the thing is, is this movie is a lot of musical performances, mm-hmm. a lot less storytelling, but where it's like, it's like they had to space the story in between musical opportunities here, which is, I hate that when it comes to music, it should be the other way around when it comes, it should be the other way around. Yeah. Putting the music if, between if you get the, a chance yeah. to, you know, slip in a song or something. The one, the one complaint I do have about this movie, an actual serious complaint is I know this is about the music and about Whitney's fandom, you know, how people love it. There are full there are multiple full musical numbers in this movie. There are. This movie is too long <laughs> to <laughs> have is. that. Yeah. So um it, it's weird. Like we spend more time watching her sing on stage for really no reason at all mm-hmm. when we could have had more story. And more development, and I think this movie fails to do that. They they don't do a good job of like showing, like the whole first half of the movie is kind of what she goes into before she gets famous, right? Mm-hmm. She's she has a thing with she has a relationship with a woman. You know, it was always rumored that she had a gay relationship. I mean, this movie leans hard into it that it was a real thing, so mm-hmm. we'll we'll take that as confirmation. Mm-hmm. Um. And then, like, she gets her big break, and then things start to turn. And unfortunately, when she dies in 2012, she dies from a drug overdose, but she had been on drugs for a long time. This movie does a really poor job of showing how that really starts, and then it just kind of slaps you in the face with it all in one shot. And I, like, I, I have to say it, like, you need more development here. Maybe they don't know when it all came about, but somebody took the time to write a goddamn movie. Figure it out, you know? So I, I think I think we're just a few steps ahead of ourselves here, but 
I think that maybe they wanted to focus on the celebration of Whitney Houston instead of like, you know, like having this, having like all of that come out in this film is the only thing I can think of why that it comes that way. I, I'm not saying it's the right call. I'm thinking that was the call though, that like, you know, that's why we get the weird cuts, like cuts away from like the drug use when we get them. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, they don't want to highlight it. They don't want to showcase it. Okay. They just want you to know that it's happening because eventually they, hap- know, they know they have, well, you, you can't avoid yeah, it. They know how they have to end the film. Right. So it's like, you know, I think it's just more of that. That's not how they wanted to showcase this. They wanted this to be a celebration of who Whitney Houston was and what she did for, for, you know, for her fandom and for herself, you know, and the music. But I think it isn't a good choice because, because, because then you don't tell a full story. You're, right. you're telling like, like 75% of the story. And while, you know, probably, you know, the, the darker stuff in her, in, you know, what leads up to her death, mm-hmm. I know is darker, but it's a part of the full story of her, right? right. So it, it does feel like something's missing from the story. It feels like something's missing from the movie because of that. And it makes it, like you said, it feels like a slap in the face. How it kind of just, here it is, and then you're dealing with that in the movie, and then it goes away, and then it ends on All it. comes back. Yeah. The, the, one, the one reason why I look at it so negatively is because we've had a couple of very good music biopic stories mm-hmm. with um, Bohemian Rhapsody and Rocketman. They don't shy away from anything. Like none of their topics were out of bounds. Mm. They were very R-rated. This movie is not, though. That's and, true. And I think I don't know if you're trying to like do it just to get more fans in, but look, this movie didn't make any money. So you think an R rating does any less? It's well, only made I, I bet, fifty I it, million. I bet it makes the same amount of money. That's, that's what yeah. I mean, right? Yeah. If you were going to go see it and it was rated R, you're probably going to go see it. You know, yep. it wouldn't would have made a bit of difference. Yeah. But because they only do the PG-13 side, you don't get to see, like, real people doing real things. And when when you Ooh. when you cut stuff out of something to make sure you hit, like, a PG-13 rating, you're not telling the full story anyway. But And this movie is too long to start with. I have a theory. Okay. What if there is an R-rated version of this movie? And well, the reason I'm, why, the reason I'm sure why there is. Some, I'm the reason sure why also... some, some, like, the the drug use scenes are so, so hard cut on us mm-hmm. is because there is more, but they took them out because they wanted it because they got scared because the movie wasn't strong and they needed it to be PG 13 to try to get more people in. I guess that's always possible. I mean, it, I mean, it, I don't it, think it matters. That, but... That's a very plausible yeah. thing to think about. Just the way, this is the way you said what you said, what you said, it was mm-hmm. like, well, okay, maybe there is a sure a, a, an R rated cut of this because they got scared. It, was, it wasn't going to make enough money. And one, one other thing that I really have a problem with this movie and I'll let you guys talk about whatever you're sorry. <laughs> Um, is time in this movie isn't linear. It is not. Which is a real pain in the ass. It was jarring. Especially <laughs> since I had to pee at some point in the movie. <laughs> so when you come back, you don't know what year it is. <laughs> I, I, I literally walked in back into the showing and like, like checked the screen. I was going to walk back to my seat and then like paused and like had to like collect what was happening huh. on the screen. Like, what is, where are we? Oh, they're talking about rehab. I better sit back down. Mm-hmm. Like it was just oh, like, oh, we're here now. Cool. Yeah. Um, with it, with them jumping around, I don't understand. Listen, you want to circle back for a couple of the musical things, so like the big stuff. Okay, I get that. Like towards the end, okay, I understood why yeah, they did that. I know why they ended. Yeah, there. It, it's fine. But like, why throughout the other times are we skipping ahead the way that we were? I and like, well, I, I don't. It, it's it's like they wanted to fit all of her iconic performances into this film, like her well-known performances, sure. right? Like that's why we get the national anthem thing because that was huge. You mm, know what I mean? People still talk deal. about that. Yep. You know, and then you get the the ninety what was it ninety nineteen ninety four 
music AMA, awards thing. Yep, the yeah. AMAs, yep. Yeah, like that's like her big, her like her most known performance of all time and stuff. I get why, like they want to fit those in there, but it's like if this movie was a hard hundred and twenty, I'd get it. But this movie is more than that. It's like two and a half. And like you said, every time there's a music scene, we get the whole damn thing. We don't mm-hmm. get a piece of it. It's like, except for the national anthem, actually, that's the only one that's cut a little bit shorter. Weird. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's just. We do get a lot of singing, and they do jump around to get to these things, whereas I agree with what Grayson said earlier. I think you make the film, and then you find out where in the film you naturally put these performances, mm-hmm. not if they pick flow, your, you put them in. Yeah, put your pick your performances like on like a timeline board and then build a movie around them. I don't think that works, and this is kind of a good example of it not working. Well, one of the other things, too, for as big of a scale of a movie as this actually is, the cast is actually relatively small. Mm-hmm. Important characters are very small here. I mean, we get Clive Davies. We get um, her immediate family. We get Bobby Brown. And that's really. Yeah, that's kind of that's it, right? really it. And Rob. Yeah, Robin. 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 Uh, I guess I counted her as family in that. OK, so, yeah, I mean, there's only like seven or eight real people in this movie mm-hmm. and. It's weird on the scale that is we don't get more development from other people. Either, yeah. So. Yeah. So I, I, it's choices like that. And like, did you find the um how she gets her 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 drugs kind of eye rolly? So, OK, at first I didn't realize what it was. OK. You know, the first, the first time, time you like the first time. I, yeah. And then I was like, oh, OK, I mean, the only th- reason I can imagine why they did that is because that's probably how she actually got her drugs. See, I think it's the opposite. You think? I think they had to have some movie moment aha thing to like kind of explain and show you how this was happening, you know, for her. But like, you know, no one really knows because you okay. know she's been passed away for so long, and you know, maybe nobody knows how she got that stuff. So like, they had to like make this movie moment thing. It felt very fabricated to me. It didn't seem natural. You know, I I won't argue with you about that, but I could see it from both sides no, now I, that you bring it up. Because yeah, yeah. So like when I looked at, it, I was like, huh, okay, yeah, sure, maybe. Why'd she just sign that guy's pay <clears throat> that guy's autograph? Well, book? and then you know they make it a point to show that she sticks the pen back yeah. in her purse, and I guess. Maybe they don't know. So I, I guess, I mean, I'm not ever going to research it, so I don't really care. <laughs> but it is weird how they focus on that. Yeah. Because, like, look, she's rich, right? If she just opened up a door, a drawer and had cocaine in it. Like, oh, yeah. There, there, no, there, like, yeah. would you even like, would you no, even yeah. give a shit how she got cocaine? No, no. She's rich. Yep. It doesn't matter. Get it anyway. and, and here's the thing. And even if they wanted to make something up, but I guess they can't, like, they probably can't, um, like, slander her, her husband. at her, that Bobby Brown. Bobby probably Brown. not. But like, you I'm know, sure he had to have with some his background, it. you could almost say like, you know, you could almost just assume in the movie that's how she's getting that kind of stuff, too. You well, know what I mean? so that is one thing I do want to make a point of um, Ashton Turner. Right. That's his name. Mm-hmm. Um, how he portrays Bobby Brown. One of the real things that Bobby Brown in real life, if you actually know any of this story, is he felt like he got boxed into a corner with her drug stuff mm-hmm. because he's like she I, you know, yes, we did drugs together. I wasn't the person that gave her drugs the yeah, first time. Gotcha. Like I, he's like, yeah, was I a bad influence? Yes. He goes, I'm not the only reason that this happened. And they make a point to say that in the movie, in the movie. like, why don't you tell the media that it's not just my fault? Yeah. You know, like, and I, I actually thought that that was interesting how they bring that up. Like that must've been a real conversation that they had and Probably. somebody must know about it. So yeah. 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 yeah I don't doubt that at all. Grayson, what do you think? Yeah, we've been a lot of talking, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I was going <clears> to <throat> type, like, hey, guys, I want to say something. 
um, I, there's a lot of there's a lot of what you said, Chris. I think there's probably so I I do think that this was. I think they made some creative decisions in the, in the beginning. And this is all before we're, of course, we're going to hop into the actual movie itself. But I, th- I think they made some decisions in the beginning. And I think those – I wondered why they spent so – given how it was – I don't think it was ever confirmed that she was she was with another woman for as long as she was. Was that ever confirmed? That there was always of, rumors that Okay, she... rumors. Fair. But the movie spends a long time on that subject, and I and well, that would have been a really big deal in like the mid '80s, by the way. Well, oh, yeah, hundred you know, percent. Of course, it would. But when you're when well, you're shit, that's borderline a big deal now. I well, no, but okay, hear hear me out. When when you when you're a Hollywood, yeah, it's they did. it was the Inquirer. Like, yeah. It was tabloid though. Gotcha. So when you're a Hollywood producer and you're figuring out, okay, I have this movie's 144 minutes long, starting stem to stern. So <laughs> too long. If you're saying okay, I have 144 minutes to tell the story, and you know. 21 of those are dedicated to credits and after the actual movie's over with some more performances so i have you know that i have that many minutes minus those so <clears throat> i really do think i thought to myself god they're spending a lot of time on this i i think they made that creative decision because of where we are when they made this i thought they think that would have been that would have gotten more people in the seats that angle of whitney houston's life again never confirmed so they can't be wrong about it if we can't confirm mm. it so I, I think that's a I thing. Mean, there are real people that are still alive that can confirm that, though. True. Um, well, I mean, if the, if they did or didn't, I'm sure there's a lot of things about Houston's life that people that know will never give the answer to. Is, well, is no, and, and and I don't think that I think that that's okay. I think that's actually oh, of, you know, of course it is. Of course it is. Yeah. So I think Chris, what you said is probably this movie seemed to me because of all the songs and there are dozens of songs as opposed to like five or six from the other ones is this is, I think it's supposed to be a celebration and kind of a, a fan, a fan. Thank you to Whitney Houston's fans, you know, because how else do you explain the amount of time we spend with her on stage singing songs from start to finish? I, I, I get, you can cram a lot of songs in there. Maybe they're all just like snippets, but a lot of these songs are from start to finish the song, and yeah. you know you so get you get ten or you get ten or thirteen of those in there. That's a lot of screen time eaten up by songs. That I guess again, Whitney Houston is a show woman. She puts on a hell of a show. She got up there. She danced around. People were mesmerized by what she did. So I get that aspect of it. So maybe Chris, you're right that this was meant to be a celebration of Whitney Houston rather than. The, 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 like rather than a full-on biopic of Whitney Houston's life, so, so I mean, go ahead. There wasn't this. There wasn't this much singing in the Weird Al movie. That's, a, that's whole, a movie about song parodies. But but that's a whole different movie. Though. That movie I mean, was good. <laughs> he just that's what I was fishing for. That was it. He he just submits his tape and we're, he's already number one. Number one. Yep, yep. Um, that's a, that, that was an accurate biopic, though. So the other the other part about what you just said, Grayson, about you know trying to make it a celebration, I would argue then, like you could have made a movie about Whitney Houston's greatest performances and like use behind the scenes footage and put out like a fan a fan thing, like come see it at the big screen, you know, celebrate with. Like you could have made. I bet you it would have made more money. Maybe, yeah. yeah if they, if they marketed <laughs> like, it that yeah, way, yeah. Like if they picked out like ten of her best performances, you know, based off out of a couple of live shows and mm-hmm. like remastered it into 4k and pumped the sound up like you think people wouldn't come see that because i think they would in the teaser or in the trailer even like it, it just it just says celebrate with us mm-hmm. and then you know comes out with that big yeah. number of hers 
I think that would have been effective. Yep. Like, why don't you start us with the national anthem or something like that? Like, yeah, something yeah. corny as hell. Here, here we go. Yeah. And, then, yeah. <laughs> and, like, you put together, like, chronologically some of her best stuff and, yep. you know, some of her memorable performances. I bet you it makes more money than 50 Well, no. I, I don't, it, I, so, here, here's the thing. Here's I don't think it does possible. because I don't they, – they have data for that. This isn't, this isn't, isn't that what the Michael Jackson one was? Who owns her song library? Is it Sony? It's got to be right. Well, I don't. Tri, tri, I don't tri, know. TriStar made the movie, so that's a Sony. So probably. TriStar. Yeah, but hold on a second. What what was the Justin Bieber um, movie called? Justin Bieber's a national treasure. The you went on Slender the Hammer. concert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I thing. don't know. I'll look it up real quick. But 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 also there there was the Michael Jackson This Is It mm-hmm. one too. But like those were all those were like more of a documentary and full time releases. And also worldwide that did two sixty one. Jeez. But I mean, but you, I mean, Michael Jackson's the other megastar from that time. So I mean, that's a tough uh, one to compare. 2011, his documentary "Never Say Never." Oh, that's it. Never say came never. Came out. I will try to get the how much money it made. Yeah, yeah. It's not even on Captain and Barclays Bojo. It never came up. Mm. Interesting. But so I mean, it like as we travel through this film, Grayson, it's it's one of those things where I think the beginning's very. It made a hundred million dollars. Yeah, yeah, Justin Bieber yeah. never say never. That's the thing. Yeah. So they obviously did very well. So maybe, I mean, again, but you have to make that decision from the get-go when you're making a movie like True. this. Do we, do, we go, do we go the documentary way or do we go the, bio, the, the biopic way? I mean, you got to pick from the beginning. Cause that's, well, here's that's the thing. Things. They said that they don't have to pick and they'll just mash both of them together and yeah. this is what ends up with. Because it's, it's not all of one or all of the other. It's, it's a weird amalgamation of both and it doesn't really pay off. Are any of the other like biopic films that we've seen in the last few years? Are they anything like? Are they like this one, or do they, do Not, they feel more nat, more like naturally placed songs? So like Elvis is out on its own because Elvis Elvis isn't really just a bio. Yeah, it's like some weird like artist artist performance thing. Yeah, it's. It's a fine. It's it's an okay movie, but it's it's not like this. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it doesn't stack up to anything else we've seen recently. Like Rocket Man, Bohemian yeah, Rhapsody. not even. I mean, it's not even in a ballpark. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. <laughs> well, no, so, you're not. You're not wrong about though. But I, I, I mean, I think the proof is in the pudding here with what they were trying to do was giving us all those start to finish performances. Is I mean, this is a movie for Whitney Houston fans. It's not a movie for someone who wants to know about the life of Whitney Houston. Yeah, and like someone like me, who I don't know much of Whitney Houston's songs. You know, sorry, people, if I'm letting you down. But like, it's not just for that. But yes, oh yeah, a lot of things. Yeah, um, <laughs> it makes sense for some of these songs to be in this in this film, right? But sure. not, not all of them, right? So like, her first big performance that my you know that got that got her scouted, right? Mm-hmm. That's a big one. Sure, Include that, that one. can that's be like, there, right? Yeah, Absolutely, that, that's her breakout thing. You know, and but then you have like that Tonight Show song thing. Maybe you, you have her come out and start singing, or like, or like you cut away and there's like the end of the song and there's clapping. You don't need that whole song. Yeah. And I think that's there for half of these songs we get. But like, yeah, your American anthem, your '94, you know, AM, you know, AMA awards. You know, yes, the South yes, Africa concert. Yeah, like those, those big, huge moments. Her like her iconic moments in her career. Yes, but not all the songs we got because like they just drag the movie on and it's one of those things where it's like i would like more story because i i i wanted to become more invested in what we were seeing because mm-hmm. i don't i know nothing about Whitney Houston right? I, right you know i don't know anything about this woman in her life that made her the star that she is and at the beginning of the film i'm interested but as the movie went on and i didn't get it didn't go as deep into her life as i wanted it it was nope. just like some weird 
some weird tragic slideshow of all the terrible decisions she made, you know, going like, in like the middle of her life, I became less interested in the film itself. But, well, 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 but what if that's it? Maybe. Well, but I mean, what I if, think that's terribly I mean, to say. No, I, no, I no. I, like, I agree with you. But what if for there – because someone, someone just behind me was saying for like six or seven years, Whitney Houston did nothing in the public eye. Well, like, it says that in the film too. Well, that's my point though is like – so what if – the the major points that they chose to cover were the major points that they remember when you're writing a writing a paper and you were like wow there's only three or four major points here that I can and I you know like what if that was it I'm yes. I'm, I'm not trying to be I don't know well, much about Winnie Houston so, so I I can actually shed some light on some parts that I thought we should have it's significantly more of the movie on and get very little because something happens during that besides the drugs like, like the drug yeah. Use, right? yeah okay. so let's talk about her actual movie. That she's in there. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Let's oh, talk about the, the bodyguard. The bodyguard with, with Kevin okay. Costner. Listen, the bodyguard was a huge deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, like as big of a movie with, you know, number one Hollywood guy, number one musical woman. Mm-hmm. I mean, like as top of the line as you could be, and it was a smash success. Okay. Right? I mean, like yeah. tons of money. The song I Will Always Love You is an iconic song. I mean, everybody knows what that's from. They only talk about it for like four minutes. And the negative side of it, the big thing that happens during that is she ends up having a miscarriage. And then the bodyguard stuff's kind of just gone. Gone. Yeah. Which is so weird to me that I understand they only wanted to talk about the miscarriage part, but like that had to be an enormous part of her life. You're not kidding. And so they just gloss over it. The bodyguard in 92 did a worldwide of $411 million in 92. Yes. That's, that's, that's like, Seriously. that's in today's that's like that's over a billion dollars. A billion yeah, dollar say, movie. Yeah, just for inflation. That's Jesus. A, I had no idea that was so big, but that, yeah. yeah so like, I wonder why I, they glossed over that. I, I like scoffed at it in the movie theater. I was like, that's all we yeah. get from this. Huh. You know, oh you know what's goodness. you know what's hilarious is if you if you go to Box Office Mojo and type in the Bodyguard, the first one comes up ninety ninety two, um, Kevin Costner, the the very iconic picture of him holding her and she's like wrapped around him, and then mm-hmm. the one below it, the Hitman's Bodyguard, is the same picture with Ryan Reynolds carrying Samuel Jackson wrapped around him. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant, yes. man. But anyway, okay. but you're right, that movie was massive. It and was like, a big huh. fucking deal. And like yeah. that did – I mean Kevin Costner being in that movie was like, oh, crap. Got to see this. So yeah, you're right. I wondered why they chose the gloss. So, but again, all these things we're saying – the song though. But all these things are – I mean again, you're – all these things that we're saying, all, don't they all go into the fact column for this is a celebration of Whitney Houston rather than a biopic? Yeah, but even so, okay. Wouldn't that be something to celebrate? Yeah, this thing. I would argue, like, that is something that you would want to make sure that you drove home of how big of a deal that was. Because not just the fact that, like, she was very good in the movie, the movie actually has decent critical scores. Mm -hmm. It's an okay movie. But that song, (laughs) that song is like one of the top movie songs of all time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like,. You don't get much bigger than that when yeah. you talk movie soundtrack success. I mean, like, we're talking Frozen level, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, pop star playlist, okay? <laughs> like, that's such a crazy thing to think about. Yeah. All right, you, you, like, bring up a, you, you bring up an excellent point. Uh, but, I mean, they did highlight the song. Well, again, that's what they were going for was just the song. Mm-hmm. 
So it's not it's not like they skipped over it completely. I mean, they don't. But but I I feel like you know making of the making of that film was probably a, like a more involved part of her life than what the movie gives you. Besides, you know, the fact that she made the song and then unfortunately had her miscarriage. Like like that, that's the only thing the movie highlighted. Sure. If you watch this film knowing nothing about Whitney Houston, like me, I didn't know that movie exists. Like that she existed in that movie until this moment with you guys. I didn't know that because the film doesn't really highlight that. You know, the film. You would never know that by watching this film how big that movie was or anything because they don't go into that. Also, I thought point. also a very I good thought, point. Yeah, I thought that you know it was going to be the typical you know Hollywood story thing where like she wants to be in a movie, she stars in a film and it bombs, you know, and then she's upset about that it bombs, blah blah blah, and like, like that's like the like the the common Hollywood through line that you get from you know a movie like this. I had no idea that it was successful. They never mention it. I didn't know how successful it was or how big that was until Roger and you just talked about it. It was dude. Because the film doesn't do a good job of showing us that. Have you never seen that movie? I never have. Obviously not. I, I would honestly recommend. Yeah, yeah. Check it out. Okay. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. You and your wife should watch that one night for. A, okay, yeah. That's a good romantic. He's movie. correct. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a, that's a very big deal as far as Whitney Houston gotcha. goes. I mean, as far as Kevin, I mean, movies, anything go, all those three things go. Yep. Yeah. Huge movie. Like, it just like the movie doesn't do a good job of highlighting how big that movie was. I had no idea. Yep, massive. So like they just four hundred and fifty in nineteen ninety two. They don't even mention it in the film. <laughs> you feel yeah. like that'd be a part of the success of her career because it, it's a successful movie that was made with you know, and she had a part of that, mm-hmm. not I, just the song, the starring role in it. Yeah. Okay. So. It's it's almost like the movie like because remember remember when um uh, her remember when her manager hands it to her she's like not interested and he says. Kevin, Kevin Costner, Costner is in it. And then she picked it's almost like it's kind of a nod to Kevin Costner instead of Whitney Houston, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> Well no, and then but her face lights up when he's like, and he wanted you to yeah. do it. Yeah, he yeah. wants you he asked for you specifically. He wants you and you only. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. So I mean there there is again, I, I'm with Chris here. Roger, you probably know a lot more about Whitney Houston. Outside of research, then Chris and I do. It just wasn't okay. our time. Good. But you are the Whitney Houston. Good to know. Expot. Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't remember. That was ninety two. I was still. I was not old you were enough. Still to in bed. I mean, look. Legitimately, I was only ten, but I do remember. <laughs> I do remember. Like that song was everywhere. Yeah. Oh yeah. Always. Yeah. It still is everywhere. It's in every. It is. It's it is. in every reference. It's every meme. It's every gag. It is. It's its own you know. meme well, format at that's, this point. That's, <laughs> that's always an attest to how big something yeah. was that created. Right. It. So yeah. Okay. So well, one question I want to ask before we talk about the the some of the some of the the actors is Roger you for the show I did not watch Respect. You okay. you did. I did with the the the, the Aretha Franklin biopic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just a just a real quick comparison with these two. Just can you give me a? I don't mean to put Res- you on the spot here. I just respect is a better movie. Now this movie has better musical elements of it, but respect it, it, actually better. tells a through line story for the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. And this movie doesn't really do that. Okay, so fair. Respect is a much better movie. Yeah. Let's so okay. Let's talk How about, about Stanley so, Tucci in this film. Well, I was I was uh, fucking awesome. Yeah, like, I, always, he's, yeah. bro. He's, don't he's, ever slander yeah. my man Tucci. Fantastic <laughs> in this film. Right? My, my man Tucci. My man. So let's, okay. Well, I mean, obviously, I think the first conversation has to be of Naomi Aki. Oh, how she, how she portrays Whitney Kills. Houston. Hundred percent. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Excellent. Perfect. There's, there's nothing wrong with the acting in this film. You know what I mean? Like that. That was all right. You know what? So when when they show when when we get to the bodyguard portion of this movie, when they show Kevin Costner kind of sitting there, and like that's the 
one of the titular and iconic scenes of that movie is yeah. I expected and they didn't do it was, or maybe, so I don't think they did it. I don't, again, I haven't, but they, I, I expected to see actual footage from the actual movie, from the actual Whitney, not, huh. you know, like on the set are, you know, Naomi Aki doing a, doing a performing. Maybe they a weren't allowed the to do that. Yeah. There's pieces of that, that uh, there's probably either a, they're not, they weren't allowed to, or B, they don't want to break the illusion that she is Whitney in this, because because you do that, it, it it could pull you out of it a little bit. So certain certain viewers. Sure, I I, actually, I thought about that during the um during a couple of performances. Uh-huh. I wonder if they would like, you know, start it on our end and like swing it through the mm-hmm. through the TV side. Yeah, and yeah, just yeah. Do Whitney singing. They didn't do that though, which was I mean, fine. Yeah, it doesn't take me out of anything. But I guess I guess I, I guess to me it would it would it would it would be a little jarring. I think. I, I don't think it would be. For, I mean, you you understand what you're watching, but I mean, we yeah. see clips of the actual Whitney when the credits are rolling. It's different, though. You're wrapping your movie up, and you're and you're telling the the tragic ending of her life too. So okay, okay, fair, 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 fair. Yeah. So Naomi and Stanley, we think I don't know. I don't know Dick about Clive Davis. So I mean, he could have been no a Dick. <laughs> he could have been a green space alien. I wouldn't have known that wasn't you know. I I don't know. I had no idea, but. Bobby Brown is the only other one I know, and only because of like that's a name that people you know still know and talk about today. Yeah. So, what what how, how are we thinking about the the representation of Bobby Brown in this movie of the portrayal of him? Fairly accurate, probably. Fair, it's accurate, probably. I mean, he seemed like he was a dick at times. <laughs> you know what I mean? But he seemed like you know he like most stupid young guys. He probably had the right intentions and blah, blah, blah. But you know, it, like, like he said, you know, he was absolutely a bad influence on her, but it wasn't all him. I think that's a okay, fair, fair. shake. And, and that's also what the movie shows us. So, and, and the, I don't want to go down the, the entire list of them, but as far as do we, do we think that everyone else did a fine job portraying the, their character? Do we, do we think there was an, a hole? Any, like anyone was a problem or a hole or, glaring glaring like ah, every time the person on screen i didn't like it or something like that i don't think so no and I the parents so. are very unlikable though well i think they're meant to be sure in a way you know i I, th- I think you're meant to i think that was a window into the into the world that whitney houston comes from and what she dealt with you know during her her career in her life i think that's supposed to be that way i think her mother created helped create the woman that she became and you know why we have a movie about her sure i think her dad was probably known to have probably lost her a lot of goddamn money by mishandling her funds probably so, so. i'm, I'm listen i assume that that's at least mostly accurate yeah, right exactly mm-hmm. yeah because people would know that and pe- <laughs> and then certain people would be upset about the portrayal of it that way yeah. we, we would have heard about it so these are probably things that you know a part of you know life for Whitney Houston, you know, all the way through the film that we get to see. Mm-hmm. I agree her, with that. I agree her mom that. ends up coming around and letting and letting her do her thing, which I think is a good thing, you know, both for the film because it it helps create that character. doing her thing, aka smoking crack. Yes. Well, that part of it she can't do anything about. You know what I mean? It's you know, I think it's the letting her go and be who she wants to be. Okay, so I have a joke to make. Okay, good. I have to make it because I have to. So, <laughs> this uh, is a weird yeah, no, listen, you're gonna love it. Um. One of the most iconic things Whitney Houston ever said has nothing to do with movies and 100% to do with drugs. Okay. So Whitney Houston was once asked by a tabloid reporter why she smokes crack. And Whitney Houston responded with, I don't smoke crack. Crack is for poor people. And (laughs) awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Look, (laughs) fucking incredible. Awesome. 
<laughs> Good for you, Whitney. Good for you. Incredible ownage. Fireback yeah. tablet. <laughs> wow. Well, something one of you just said about the parents. <laughs> Great, thank you. Something one of you said about the parents not being. I don't think the mom was ever very. I think the mom was just being a tough mom. Did you ever get to the well, point? She where... had been down at least partially down that road. Yeah. But I, but I mean, her dad was a shithead, like an absolute yeah. piece of crap. So, I mean, especially, you know, spending all of her money for, like, knowingly frittering her money. Like, I don't think there's any argument there, but I don't think the mom was ever supposed to be seen as a bad mother in this movie. What, what you guys just so. said was both kind of terrible people. I, I didn't get the fact that the mom was terrible. I didn't. I must have missed that. But Sorry, I misquoted. I made too much money to ever smoke crack was her exact <laughs> Your, Yours so is better. I didn't want to misquote. <laughs> yours is better. I, I don't. I don't think that her mother was a terrible person, but she wasn't, she wasn't, I mean, she was tough. And because of that, you know, it, it, it does put a negative connotation on people looking from the outside in, you know, and there's times where, you know, they butt heads on some things, big things, things that the movie doesn't go very far into, which I bet there's probably more story behind some of it. So, but I, it's just, yeah, that's just what she grew up with though. And I think it's I think it's okay to show you know the good and the bad sides of those things. I'm sure I'm sure there's some good stuff with her dad, but that's not the the story that the movie wanted to tell. You know. Yep. Well, it depends we on how much. If if that is if what we got is factual, then the bad way outweighs the good. I think. That's all perspective. Sure, but I mean, stealing your daughter's earnings while she's on the stage. I mean, that, that's pretty terrible. No, that no, that's like top level shit. Unfortunately, that seems to be quite common. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought I, I thought of Britney Spears when I saw that. I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, Jesus, this is like a common thing that just happens to all the female, the young female stars. So, but while we head into wrapping it up in the next few minutes, mm-hmm. outside of what we've already talked about, how maybe the movie put emphasis on the wrong parts. I mean, we didn't get much. We didn't get the story of her life as deep as we wanted. What else did you guys? Any other any other things of note you guys want to talk about? Um, I honestly, this movie's too long. It just is, but I mean, it's only because of all the negative stuff we said with the, the yeah. too much music. But that's that's really about it. It's not enough. It's too much music, not enough story, which is weird in a music biopic. But but again, this is one of those this is one of those rare instances when. A lot of people might look at that as a positive. Uh, you know, a mega Whitney Houston fan who's seen this six times might say, I love the music. They well, so nailed I it. would argue, though, by what you just said, there's nobody seeing this six times because it's not making any money. Well, it doesn't mean someone out there could. But, you, you, okay, someone who saw it and then just was, by the end, was crying because they were so moved by seeing Whitney Houston. I mean, I just, those people are out there. And so I just, the creative decisions that were made were made to appease the fans of, I think they may have figured there was more of the Houston fans would come to this movie than actually did watch the movie. Well, okay. I think the audience scores kind of prove that point. You know exactly nine nine ninety two. So ninety two out of a hundred said yeah. it was better than a five. Yeah. So I think you do get. I think you did get your fandom there. I just don't think they are. You know, they weren't as big in droves as what they were in the year twenty twenty three. You know what I mean? I think. Sure. You know, I think I think that's all, all it is. I think the movie is good enough for the fans. I think the fans are happy with it. I think everyone else is the ones that aren't going to see it. But these are the movies that also all the music biopics, even so, the ones we mentioned, the better ones, the Bohemian Rhapsody, the um, the Rocket Man, even the the Never Say Never, and This Is It, Michael. J- I mean, these are the ones that are like, but they always have a second life somewhere. 
on a stream here because there's always people who want to watch these things. So that sure. means, that's what I wanted to say about a positive with if you're looking at it from a producer's point of view and how to make the most money back, how you think is going to make the most money back in your pocket, that's not a bad way to do it. It's just make a movie dedicated to the fans. Now, another question that I would like to ask is, so this movie covers from 1983 till 2012. Mm-hmm. At least, you know, that's 29 years. Mm-hmm. So could you, let's say you cut 20 minutes out of the movie, just gone. Can you still cover that same time frame? With 20 minutes less of movie? Yes. Probably so. Because that's 17 minutes of songs you cut out. Probably. Okay. Fair. Fair. I was, just, I was just, as soon as I asked that question, I was like, yeah, that's just cutting out six songs. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Why? Why would you not? All that is. Yeah. So, okay. So, that's where would you want them to spend more time then? Let me ask you. That's my, one of my last questions. Where do you want I them want, to spend more time? I want more story. I want more of but, how she got from, you know, Whitney Houston living with her family to Whitney Houston dead in a bathtub. Like, there, there's a lot of ground we need to cover there that we don't get to see. And listen, I understand that most of it's behind the scenes, but I mean, we, we already made a point. They don't talk about the bodyguard. She's in two other movies yeah, that yeah. They, they gloss over in this as well. They don't talk about either one of those. They don't even get fucking named. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, there's other stuff there. And like, there's other, like she had notorious escapades out on the town with uh, her and Bobby. Um, like they had like a legendary, like basically had a fist fight. <laughs> so, I mean... There, there is more story there that somebody didn't want to put on the screen. Yeah. So. Okay. I mean, it's just what, what, what about you, Chris? Are those same two I, questions. I think it's more. The, I think it's just echoing what Roger said. I, I think I, be early in the movie, I was invested in like what the story was going to tell me, and I wanted more of that. I wanted more of, you know, what what Whitney Houston lived through and what shaped her, and you know what made her make the decisions across her career that she did. Instead, it would have been nice to learn something, yeah, right? I, yeah, instead I didn't see any of that. I got a very small glimpse of that at the very beginning and then I got I went on a really long music video ride. Is what it became. So That's I actually more, not a, I wanted, actually, I wanted more substance. That's actually a very good a good way to see it cuz we they do show a couple of the music videos and for a minute you're like you're you're thinking like what's going on here like am I is this still the biopic or we're just watching a bunch of music videos now so that's a weird dream sequence yeah, yeah. that's a good it's a good it's a good point i think if anywhere in the story i wanted to see more of and then, again this is someone coming from me who i know the name Whitney Houston i know her massive songs i don't know anything past that or about her life i do enjoy her music but so i i guess i wanted to know more about i was really kind of floored that we didn't we didn't see anything of the death or how it got to that and i was kind of like i thought i thought to myself even if you do intend for this movie to be a celebration and a and a you you know you're celebrating Whitney houston what don't i mean aren't you kind of doing a disservice by not showing that part of it because, because drugs drugs were a big part of her life everyone Anyone who knows anything about Whitney Houston knows drugs were a, a, a super big part of her life, unfortunately. So, I mean, wouldn't it, the story is incomplete as far as I'm concerned on the screen because we didn't, you know, the the whole thing with her husband Bob, like it never really, that never really got a full arc outside of the fact that one day she came home and that was it. She's done with him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it never really, we never got those intricate moments that I guess we needed to have, at least in my opinion, to help me discover why growing up being born in 85. So growing up in the nineties, the name Bobby Brown was such a big name that I knew being in mm-hmm. West Virginia, a little boy in West Virginia. Why did I know that name? I still do this movie. I still don't have any idea why I know Like aside from the fact that 
he was married to Whitney Houston. I still have no idea why his name carries such infamy behind it. Maybe Rod, you can maybe shine some a better light on that, but that's a, that's for another day. But Bobby Brown was a big star. But it doesn't. I mean, listen, he was Whitney Houston, but he was he wasn't a little deal. Nope. Fair enough. Okay, so all right, do you guys want to move into scoring this then? Yep. Yeah, yeah, I think it's time. And I guess one more question I was curious about is when is I didn't have this question until you guys talked about is it too soon? When is it not too soon to make a biopic about um, about a about a musician's life? I, I don't know if like too soon in the in the sense of you know is it okay to make this film? I think it's just too soon in like is your is your fandom hungry enough for this film already? I think that's more what I was leaning on. Turns not, out probably not. Probably not. Pro- probably not. Only eleven years. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, well, how long was you know Elton John's? That was decades later. And same I mean, he's with, not dead. No, he's not dead. But he's also stop, stop, making, just not make, stop, stop wishing death on Elton John. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm the second one during this show to do that. Um, <laughs> but Freddie Mercury, when did he die? I don't know. A while ago. A long time ago. Yeah. In the nineties, eighties, I don't, I don't know when that was. Yeah, I, okay, night. Okay, so, okay, so it's that was some time, but I don't think it's ever too soon to make a biopic about someone's life, and as long as, as long as you have a coherent movie and story to tell, I don't think it's ever. I mean, someone could make a movie about the about the cast of For the Love of Cinema, and as long as it's a compelling, as long as it's a, a compelling story, then why not tell it? You know? Yeah, yeah. You yes. have to make up a whole bunch of stuff like. And weird when he killed the Colombian cartel and became the you know whatever that was that was kind of cool, I didn't but... know that was made up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry to burst your bubble. That happened. Mm. Um, okay, so wrapping up, who wants to go first? I'll go first on this one. All right. So I, I mentioned to you guys before we started uh, recording that this movie was weirdly entertaining the whole time. Like I, every time I was like enthralled in what was happening on the screen, like I. I liked what I was seeing and I was like, I didn't hate the thing I was watching, but it does become uninteresting. And I, it's just a weird thing where like, I felt entertained, but I also felt a little detached. I think that's because of the way the story's told and what we actually got out of this film. I think the movie just becomes a repeat of itself. Once you get to about the, the 45 minute mark, you're just getting the same thing until you hit the end. Um, this is a four. The movie's fine. The acting's great. It's beautifully shot. The music is good. It's just there's a lot of it. It's just it's just not that good. I'm gonna be in that below five average mark with a lot of other people apparently. So it's a four for me. Uh, I'll, I'll go next. I don't think I personally don't think you can score this movie anything less than a five, only because it's got the music. And if you're if you're here for the Whitney Houston music, you're gonna give this. You're gonna say thumbs up every single time this comes around. Um, I love the music. Again, I'm a music guy. I took choir for 12 years in school. I always sang. I did bells even. That's a different story, but I did choir, I did bells. I've always been a musical person. I always really enjoy a good musical ballad, a good you know rhythm. I always enjoy it. Um, I, I still, when, I, when I'm sitting, I still have habits from choir from middle school and high school. I still have those habits that are ingrained into me from those teachers. But to me, this can't be any less than a five. I love the music. And for what little we get about Whitney Houston's life, especially with her parents, I think is told in a way that is it's memorable because I'm going to remember it. But it was also the camera work that I really loved going into this too, is like the very close up, very personal 
camera work when involving her parents and herself and a lot of times Robin because those are very important in her life. Mm-hmm. So I don't think – again, it's, it's a tough one. I don't think you're less than five, but I'm not saying I'm giving it the lowest I can. I'm saying I'm giving it the middle of the, middle of the road five because I can recommend it to anyone. If they don't like the music, that's on them, but it's, it's very – it's watchable. Okay. So I absolutely can score this lower than a five <laughs> because it's not a very good movie. And um, music's fine. Everything else is not. Um, the story is soft. It's too long. Um, it doesn't give an accurate representation of pretty much anything that people really wanted to see besides actual music. Um, they could have made a musical tribute to Whitney Houston. Instead, we get this. Um, it's a four. Um, I think it. You shave some time off, tighten up the story. You probably have something better here. This is not it. So, um, unless you really are a diehard Whitney Houston fan, you probably don't care about this movie. Money dictates that you're not a diehard Whitney Houston fan because you haven't seen it. So, have at yeah. it, people. It's a four. I, th- I think that that last little bit makes a lot of sense in my brain as like like why it's a four. It's like. If I if someone asks me if I should if they should see this movie, the, my first question to them is, "Are you a Whitney Houston fan?" If they say no, probably probably not. not. But isn't that, isn't that the only question? Like, how many other questions no. are there? But after that one, listen. Sometimes you, you don't always have to be a like Bohemian Rhapsody is a great thing. You don't have to be a Queen fan or a Freddie Mercury exactly. fan to appreciate that same, actual same story. Same with Rocket Man. I'm not an Elton John yeah. fan, but that Rocket movie's Man's good, great. Okay, yeah. fair. Yeah, this movie is not. I, I I get that, but I don't I don't think people that aren't fans of the Whitney Houston are going to watch Whitney Houston. I want to dance with somebody. I just don't see it happening. But I, I don't know. Some, somewhere out there, someone's a fan of this like genre of film, though, whether they like what's the content or not. You know, it's like people that you know watch certain things that like maybe like the exact film subject isn't in their isn't what they like, but they like dramas or they like comedies, so they watch a lot of sure, them. sure, sure. I, think I get that. that. I totally get that, but it's. Yeah. I was expecting more out of this. I will say I was expecting more from from this. Yeah, I don't know same. how much more, but I, I know I was expecting more. Given, I mean, there's there's really no excuse when you have Rocket Man and Bohemian Rhapsody before you. That's the bar. We got I, what we got. I mean, we 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 did indeed. We did indeed. All right, <laughs> Jen, we have done an episode. This has been episode three hundred twelve A of For the Love of Cinema, a movie podcast. Each new episode posts every Tuesday and Friday at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following five. Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you for listening. Check out the show on Twitter, at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Roger Stillian. And I am Christopher Bond. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook. Always posting things on social media. Check us out uh, – on YouTube, we still have a presence there. And send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com. And next week, we're taking a look at Megan, spelled M3GAN, and The Pale Blue Eye from Netflix.